You're Morgan Freeman face. Who was that? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Wow. Bad hand. Like, how you gonna do that to Morgan Freeman? <laughs> like, I don't even have a left hand. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Why the game is this? Steel face. <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? How's your weekend been? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That great. Someone said yeah. to me the other day, oh, how's your summer? Nigga, what summer? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no summer? When you work, there is no summer. Summer There's hits no different vacation. when you're like 30, married, with more than one kid. It's like, it's just, it's just different. It ain't the same. I'm a nigga that hates tanning. And I think I've tanned way too much this summer being out at parks. Or on a shore, or like uh, it's too much. Yeah, I hate I the want... summer too. Summer is my least favorite season um, out of the entire four. Like winter, fall, spring, summer. They can keep summer. Remember when you were younger? Summer actually meant something because you was out for two months. You didn't have nothing. Oh yeah, to do. for sure. Sun up, sundown, running around, playing tag, street football, in the parks. Remember freeze tag? Yes. Yes, I do. I want to play freeze tag as like today, 38, 400 pounds. Like I want to play freeze tag like right now. See how that works out for me. I would love to see like Caden sometimes runs and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Because I think he's going to tip over the way he runs. (laughs) I would love to see grown people play freeze tag today. We should set that up. We should set that up. Get some drones out there and y'all. Free tag game. <laughs> yeah. That, that manhunt. And manhunt. Oh, man. Those are the glory days. Man. And see, this is a. I love how we can have impromptu discussions. Remember when niggas used to go to get free lunch? Yo. The free lunch <laughs> we used to go to those church summer camps and they would take free lunch. Free breakfast, free lunch. <laughs> Yo, and we used to grub on that nasty processed garbage. Like, what was that stuff that they was giving us? Calling it food. I know I was excited every time them niggas gave us burgers, though. Niggas. I'm like... And the pizza joint? Son, you couldn't tell us nothing. The block Elios? Yeah, y'all niggas don't know about that. When did free lunch become like a diss? Like, how you niggas eat free lunch? Like, when did the, when did that transition? When niggas got older and got bougie? <laughs> because there was nothing wrong <laughs> with us eating it. No, you eat free lunch, nigga. <laughs> You know when it, you know when it phased out, when your parents started to give you like five hours to get like a sandwich or something. Yeah. For lunch. Yeah. Now you big time because you go to the store order a sandwich and get yeah. like one and of them. You can flex with like a, a a bacon egg and cheese in the morning, and then you can get like a mm-hmm. slice in the afternoon. Yeah. Slice now costs four dollars, by the way. Like nigga, 
and you can't do nothing with a five dollar. I don't know what I'm gonna be giving my kids by the time they hit like high school. And them niggas gonna need two hundred dollars a week just like, <laughs> just to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I used Crazy. to freak it and be like, yo, can I get $10? Because I would try to keep the change. And I, I knew how to order food to make sure it didn't take up the whole $10. Yeah, it'll roll over. Now? Yeah, you lucky if you can get breakfast and lunch with $10. Very lucky. Put niggas on a meal plan for sure. Def- yo, you gonna eat breakfast here? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe three days out of the week, I'll give you lunch money. Like... <laughs> I can't imagine what the prices of stuff is going to be in in ten years. It's crazy. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, uh, I think it's called Time with Justin Timberlake or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, that's a scary concept. <laughs> I saw I, I saw people having a conversation about that, saying that 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 might be where things are headed, where time is actually the commodity or the currency. Yeah, I wouldn't be like I can believe it. With you know, we talked about it last week. Data being the number one, you know, thing that runs the world, beating out oil. Uh, so yeah, like technology and all these like intangible things. Yeah, I can see it running us and running the world. That's creepy though. Just like two days left, hovering over your head. You trying to buy time from a nigga that got 75 years hovering over his head? Like, that's sick. <laughs> you say that, and that brings, like, to see, like, the, it actually counting down. Yo, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, like, you standing there talking to somebody, and you see a countdown for, like, 26 hours, bro. Nah. <laughs> yeah, Jay, I'm freaked out now. And I don't, Yo, like, I would it's not mad want... creepy. Like, that whole concept is sick. <laughs> that is sick. Them niggas were stealing time from people in that movie. Bruh. They extend their life. Yeah, I understand it. Yeah, I get it. I understand it. Yeah, ski mask, nigga. G- give me your time, fam. <laughs> Crazy. Oh man, uh, there's a little splash of sports. Um, I guess Draymond getting his contract, which, of course, yeah, who didn't he see had, that coming? He had to. You think they, they overpaid Draymond? Um, nah, there's not. I can't name four better power forwards than Draymond Green. Like in terms of his versatility, there might be four better scorers, but what Draymond brings to the world, yeah, it's almost like invaluable. I was gonna say you got people yelling at their uh, whatever devices saying, "Are you kidding me? You can't name four better than." <laughs> um, yeah, and now that now that KD is gone, I think we'll see a resurgence of Draymond. Like, we saw flashes of it. Um, well, not flashes of it, but we did see it in the the playoffs when KD went down, especially in that um, that Blazers series. But, but now with, like, KD not screaming at him, clapping every time he brings the ball up, like, I think you'll see Draymond return to, like, his 2014-2015 form. 
Um, and the fact that everybody's just like counting them out, I think they have that chip. I already saw the uh, the interview with Clay Thompson and Carrie Champion, and he was like, "Yeah, you guys are just ridiculously stupid to think that that the Warriors are done." He's like, "I'm gonna be back, 110, 20 percent." And I believe Clay. If nobody else, like, <laughs> I believe Clay will be back better than he was. Um, so yeah, they already have that chip on their shoulder. You know, Draymond is a, a nut job in and of itself. Um, so yeah, he was that 400. Four year, hundred million. Yeah, he's worth that to the Warriors. I, I mean, even say. not just to the Warriors, like because like you see the contracts that people are getting now in the league, so that's not really that crazy. Like Chris Paul's contract. <laughs> um, so you know, yeah, like it's nothing crazy about that. I think a lot of people are up in arms because uh, they don't see the value in Draymond outside of a Golden State uniform. Like, I saw a bunch of people saying, that's ridiculous. He could have went somewhere else to another team and got at least 70, 80. Like, people wouldn't be willing to pay him 100. But I'm like, for everything that y'all saying he would get paid 70, 84 at another team is the reason why he has three rings in Golden State. Like, he's not trying to be somebody else. He's not trying to be – he knows – his, like, he's the epitome of role player. Right. Tell me what I need to do, where I need to be, what my assignment is, and I'm going to knock it out the park. But this set kind of ties into what I said to you before and going into the next thing. This is why Carmelo Anthony is a great fit for Golden State. Uh, okay, I can see that. Both are counted out in terms of no one believes that they're going to be anything anymore. You have nothing to lose. Give the man a one-year shot. See what happens in a year. He don't got to be a ball handler. He, don't, he said to Stephen A. that he had let his ego get in the way, and now he's ready like to accept if he has to be a bench player. It's perfect for Golden State system, for somebody, like, somebody on a wing, take Harrison Barnes. You're getting an upgrade. I, I don't mean to disrespect Carmelo by saying this, but you're getting an upgraded Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope Melo gets his shot this season. I do think that he will be on the NBA roster after having that, uh, that sit-down with Stephen A. Smith and, you know, getting his side of the story out and – putting a narrative out there that, you know, he's still working and he, he's not ready to quit. He's not ready to retire. And he's, you know, basically going to eat the humble pie with whatever role a team comes to him with. Um, I think something important I took away from that interview was him saying no one never really to him what role they wanted him to be on that team, um, namely the Houston Rockets. It was like, all right, you're going to come off the bench. But it was just like, all right, cool. But nobody told him, you know, like exactly, we don't need you to put up 20 shots. Just do X, Y, Z, you know, get us five boards. We're going to play you, you know, 15 minutes, 10 points, but, you know, we'll do us some good. You'll be the, the second scorer on, on the second team, whatever, whatever. Like he said, nobody really explained to him what they – really wanted him to do. It was just like you coming off the bench, obviously, because they had a starting rotation already. 
it was like, all right, you're just going to come off the bench, but there was no direction. So he was just kind of like lost. He, he said he kept going back to the front office, you know, saying, what can I do? What can we do? How can we make things better? Yada, yada, yada. And it was like, oh, no, you will figure it out. And then like 10 games in, it was just like, all right, your services are no longer needed here. Uh, you know, go your way. It was like, like, that's it. <laughs> and I think he's right that for him to not be able to make a, a nine-man rotation out of, what, 30, 30 teams, 32 teams in the NBA, like, you're telling me the seventh, eighth, ninth man on 30 teams is better than Carmelo Anthony? Like, I'm, I have a hard time. Like, Melo has his demons. He has his issues basketball-wise. But I can't really accept that the seventh, eighth, ninth man on the Hornets is better than, than Melo. Like, you can't convince me. The number one guy in OKC right now is not better than Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. But what what surprised me the most about that is that he don't ever do interviews. So for him to actually mm-hmm. sit down yeah. and pour his heart out about what yeah. was going on, he ain't he don't usually do that. He keeps yeah. to himself like yeah. if it's something like with his personal life, he'll address it on his Instagram page, but I think you don't sit down with nobody and do interviews with nobody. Yeah. Um, he did get do- done dirty. Like if them niggas, if them niggas is selling him, oh now nah, we gonna talk about a three or four year plan with you, blah 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 blah. Bring you in. Um, you're, you're the you're the missing piece that we need. And then ten ten games in, you're telling me you don't need my Thursday, huh? Crazy. Like what happened? Like where's, where's the communication? I come nobody like. Oh, we think you're doing this too much, or we don't think you're doing enough. Okay, right. At least have the conversation. conversation. Exactly. Exactly. He said he told. I think the problem is they didn't like Chris Paul, as you can see. Um, and Chris Paul being his his only real supporter there, like it was almost like, yeah, you got somebody fighting for you, but it ain't the right person. Mm-hmm. Yep. If James Harden would have had a conversation with Melo in Houston, like, yo, this is what we really need. Like, I'm sure Ego would have gotten away, but at least it would have been a conversation with the premier person on the team. Right. And that way, the premier person can go back and be like, man, D'Antoni tripping. Like, the nigga, we good. Just just let, let us get some more time and we good. Right. Yeah, I hope I, I I hope he he ends up on the roster. I think he will. I think him coming out and you know expressing himself, I think that was a good PR move. He did say that he was in talks with a couple of teams. He didn't want to give anything away. Um, so I feel better about his career going forward. Um, I saw somewhere I think Stephen Jackson said it. The NBA is not really that welcoming to the vets. Like it's not like a veterans league anymore. And I don't remember where he was coming from with it, like what brought it out. But I saw that Lance Stevenson had to go to China. Um, and Jeremy Lin doesn't have a job right now. And now thinking about Melo, it's like maybe he had a point there. Um, but I don't know. I think 
I, I feel better about Melo uh, landing landing a roster spot this season. And Golden State would be a good fit. He can he because they have no bench, they have nobody. They have Andre Iguodala. They cut him. Um, bought out Livingston. Boogie's gone. Uh, Boogie's gone. Clay is out. KD is out. So they really have no. Damn, who's there? Like Cook, is on, Cook is on L.A. now. Like, Quick, um, yeah, Quinn went to L.A. So, oh, there's Jordan Bell. There's Alfred McKinney, McKenzie. That nigga annoyed me in the uh, playoffs. <laughs> he annoyed my soul. <laughs> hey, trash. Like, that second unit is trash. So, uh, yeah. They can use 20 points for Melo. Hire me in front office, uh, Bob, because I'm telling you that it just—it's screaming. It's at you in your face. It's screaming. Don't let him go team up with LeBron in LA for no reason. Pitch him on the road. Like, what? What are you gonna do in an overcrowded LA, Mello? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Golden State will be pretty, pretty good fit. He can run that second unit. Bull hog, whatever he wants, and you know, sit down after 20 minutes and let the starting unit come back and do their thing. But yeah, they can yeah. use that. Willie Carly Stein, Jacob Evans, Eric Paschal, Jordan Poole, Alan Schmelajigich. Oh, yeah, because Jordan Bell went to uh, the Timberwolves. Nigga, they didn't uh-huh. have him. I don't even know who these kids are. I heard a pool. I think he was there last season. I don't even know the rest of these people. Yeah, yeah, nigga. Yeah. Get, clear two of these niggas off the um clear two of these niggas. <laughs> yeah. the spot. You you got money now. You signed Draymond, you signed Clay. Um, you had enough money for one max contract and that was Durant. Um you're not gonna go on a like if you give Melo even ten or fifteen. Or give them the, the veteran give minimum. Give them the veteran minimum, yeah, like they did uh, Boogie. <clears throat> Nobody wanted Boogie. Nobody knew what he was going to be coming off that Achilles injury. He wasn't getting no calls. So Golden State was like, all right, let's see what, let's see what he can do. Give him a cool $2 million one year, see how it works. It may, it may, it may not. You know, that's why you only give him a year. But, yeah, you got to – because with that, that second unit, that ain't going to cut it. Fam, could you imagine new arena? Um, new arena, you get these, these niggas start clicking and they go on a like Virgin winning 60 games, second in the West, outside of all the moves that's been made. Like, there is nothing more but make them more of a threat that nobody saw coming. Like, mm-hmm. it makes all sense in the world to have them. Um, Put Melo on a roster, man. Y'all niggas, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it only makes sense. Yeah, that one makes it. sense. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the Christmas games were announced, and these joints, yo, what? Trash. Like, trash. Give it to the people. On. Yeah, because. It's Lakers Clippers for sure. 
Golden it, State Rockets. Okay. But the, that, I, the Celtics and the Raptors, it was like, what? Who want to see that? Ain't nobody, even in Toronto. <laughs> like, nobody want to see Kyle versus Kimba on Christmas Day with what? Yeah, hold on one second. Uh, that was the worst one that stood out to me. I was like, all right, these niggas. The Bucks, um, Philly. Eh, okay, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge That's a huge uh, miss. <laughs> nigga. And the Pelicans Nuggets, just because Zion is on Pelicans. Pelicans yeah, just never nobody, played on Christmas. Nobody want to see the pe- the brand new Pelicans on Christmas Day. I'm sorry. And especially versus the Nuggets. I would like to see if Zion could, could dunk on uh, the Joker, though. That would be lit. You know what's corny about that? Why not go – if you're going to put Zion on Christmas Day, put him up against R.J. Barrett then. Or put him up against, like, one of the, the – the newer guys, like or a younger squad, like the Hawks, somebody that like the Pelicans and the Nuggets, nigga. Yeah, uh, you don't even have to put the Nuggets on national TV, really. Or the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we don't even know what the Pelicans are gonna be like. Okay, you have Zion, that's cute and all, but like, they might still be trash. <laughs> Probably will be. I think this is probably going to be 9 and 20 by Christmas Day. <laughs> How do you miss the opportunity to do Boston-Brooklyn? Like, I don't yep. understand. Yep. That should have been clear as day. Yep. Or even Boston-Philly, Al Horford versus old team. Like, huh? Yep. Brooklyn's not on there at all? No. Oh, Wow. That's stupid. I guess they're waiting for Durant to come back, but yeah, but they have Kyrie. These niggas used to put the Knicks on like at, at the noon, the noon um slot. Like if you could put the Knicks on, like, you could put Brooklyn on. They made the playoffs yeah. last season. They got Kyrie. They're gonna do something. This is what I'm saying. Like for for that for Brooklyn not to be on any game on Christmas Day is just a slap in the face to like everybody who's a fan. Y'all, y'all, like, the whole offseason, y'all had these huge announcements go off, and then the only game you give us is Lakers-Clippers. And after, what, 1030? I'm not staying up for that. After waking up 6 o'clock in the morning <laughs> with my kids on Christmas Day, like, come on. Hey, come on. <laughs> Yo, I, I swear, bro, like, these niggas always goofing up. That's just like, and it's not like you were waiting for something because you did the schedule now, so you clearly know. Teams have, yeah, teams are established. Everybody signed where, like, you knew what the landscape was set. Like, you knew what it is. You know what it is. There's no limbo. Maybe we don't know. We're not sure. No, we all know. We saw the signings. We know. I would have even took a Brooklyn Knicks game on Christmas Day. I would have taken that too. A Metropolitan joint, like Subway Series. Come on. That nigga dropped the ball. Adam, whoever 
whoever you yeah, go whoever's after. in charge of scheduling, yeah, yeah. Y'all niggas drop the ball. Drop the ball. Completely drop the ball. The Pelicans and Denver Nuggets. And the Denver Nuggets. How? How, Sway? How? Nobody <laughs> want to see Denver, bro. Nobody want to see the Nuggets. Nobody want to see the Nuggets play. The highlight That's of that game crazy. is going to be Zion in the layup line. Yep. Nigga, we can watch it on ESPN highlights. You don't got to make yep. us watch a full game of that. That's crazy. Oh, these niggas, man. Um, I did put it out there. None of you dirty niggas responded, but I'm going to put it out there again. If you're trying to do a fantasy football league with us, <laughs> whatever face podcast, let us know if you're interested. Um, just freestyle on a fantasy tip. If you had first round, first pick, who are you taking? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> some, some like the reason why I asked you that is because I was actually thinking like there's no clear cut this year. Who am I? Who am I going to take first? Yeah, yeah. My mind would say Patty Mahomes, but I don't think he's going to be as great as he was last season. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to blow the league away. There's been a lot of, you know, chatter about his locker room ethic and blaming guys and being at odds with the head coach and getting Mike fired, no, like, being injured, trades, whatever, whatever. Like, it's been a lot going on in Green Bay these past couple seasons. I think this is going to be um, A-Rod's. It's going to be A-Rod's, yes. I would definitely pick A-Rod, number one. I would – um. Last year, I didn't have first um, first pick, but I had, like, a three or four. And I chose Le'Veon Bell. And you can tell how my season went. And he Le'Veon, did uh, come out and say that his only regret is that he didn't fantasy players, uh, fantasy participants that he wasn't going to be playing. Sorry, TJ, but fuck Thanks. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> and anybody that love him. I will not pick him again in another league for <laughs> as long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he screwed me over. Uh, yeah, he screwed me over, and I picked him with confidence, yeah. thinking like I built the rest of my team around him because I'm like, oh, I got a secure, I got a decent number one running back. Like he can mm-hmm. easily give me twenty yeah. something a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I can't say like uh yeah, so he he did say that he regretted that uh that you know fantasy people were picking him and he couldn't give him the heads up that he was gonna be out the entire season. So he was a little bit remorseful. No he wasn't if that does anything. No, he, wasn't. he got he's remorseful now because he got the he got the bag. He ain't remorseful. I ain't buying it. Do you think he returns as Le'Veon Bell of the twenty seventeen season? I don't even care. That's how much like I, that's how much I'm distancing myself <laughs> from him. I yeah. <laughs> I, like oh, while we're on while we're on football, your man, your man, Tom Brady, signed a two year twenty three extension. That ain't my man's, but uh, 
I know. I was being sarcastic. I know, but uh, that's neither of our man. That nigga might. What I will say about Tom Brady is that to be as slow as he is, <laughs> to be as tall and doofy looking as he is, <laughs> the nigga can ball. The, the nigga, yeah. he can play. He know a little bit about. He got bit. the recipe. That nigga. Yo, you know what? It, like he has the IQ. It's like LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James was blessed with the physical attributes. Like he's a, he's been a freak of nature since he was you know a kid. Oh, Tom Brady is white, so you know they have that part. They're not <laughs> they're not as like sculptured as we are. Um, but it's the same thing like with LeBron. Like LeBron has the IQ. He studies the game. Like he's in the AAU circuit. He watches like. He follows like high school kids. He watches college ball. Like he's always watching. He watched the WNBA. Like he's always watching basketball. He's always in tune with the game. So it's like when you have that, you have that IQ, and then you take care of your body. Like him paying a million plus dollars to have like a Navy SEAL person or whatever, like train him and have him eating right. And like Tom Brady got the sauce. Like that Alex dude. You know, we can call him whatever, but there's something to it because Tom Brady is playing at a, a age that most don't play to in the NFL at a level that many can't reach. <laughs> like, it's not like he's playing, you know, he's not like, I don't even know who's an old quarterback, like Eli Manning. You know what I mean? Like, he's out there being productive, getting championships. Like he's at a high level, like and, and at an old age. It's like, not like you're watching him and you're saying, "Oh, this guy's game is decreasing." Like Peyton Vlad a year. Yeah. Tom Brady looks like, yeah, nigga, what's up? How many more years? Three, four. Yeah. Whatever. What's up? Yeah. We out here. He, yeah, I think he wants to play four more years, but the Patriots gave him two. They extended him through two. I'm interested. So, to see but he looks. He, not even interested. I want to know what does Tom Brady still like? What makes him get out of the bed every day? You have six rings. How do you stay competitive? How do you not let yourself yeah. like take a step back and say, yeah. you know what? Uh, but forty-two years old, and you're still six rings later, and you're still like, oh no! Like as long as I can go, I'm going. Like, no, nah, I'm here. You know what it is? He probably he is he takes really good care of his body, so he's probably not in that much chronic pain like the average NFL player is. You know what I mean? So he just wakes up with like joy. You know what I mean? Because his his job is not really beating him up. So it's like, all right, I keep doing this, and I'm winning. It's not like you know he's been losing the past five years. It's like he's been the the Patriots have been in the conversation with Tom Brady for the past five years. So it's like. All right, I'm playing meaningful football. I think he's I don't know why away. Eli, I don't know why Eli Manning wakes up and goes to training <laughs> camp because it's like, nigga, what are you doing? Like, what are you still doing? Like, go home. Thank you. Good night. Like, you got two rings. All right, like, give it up. Like, but you know, for Tom, it's like I'm playing meaningful football. I can keep doing this. I think Tom Brady. Uh walks away before he lets his contract expire and have to go into negotiations about another extension. 
and have Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Yo, could you imagine? Can you imagine Bill Belichick like the headline? The New England Patriots have released Tom Brady. Like what? He might shoot Robert Kraft if that was the case. If after what I've done for you, all right, watch this. Robert Kraft going to fire Bill Belichick. He's like, all right, you can cut him. You go find, go, go back to Cleveland. <laughs> See how things work out over there for you. <laughs> My favorite Tom Brady memory is still him and the combine running. I think I'm going to use the that. The combine, yo. Every time I look at Tom Brady, I think about the combine. We're like, that, how is this nigga? Having the ring, running a forty like that. <laughs> My daughter can run faster than that. That nigga look gas two steps in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his form, I'm like, yo, where did they find this goofy white kid? That nigga. <laughs> <laughs> two steps, two steps in, and just finished just because. Oh man. Now look at him. Six rings later, and speak, not even rings, but did you see uh, the Hall of Fame? Induction? I did. I can't for some reason I can't watch that. Why? I don't know. It's just like it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. It's like it's not exciting. I don't know. I can never watch it. Only reason why I, I like to pay attention to it because it's players that we've seen play. And for yeah. that to be like the pinnacle of, if you don't get a ring, you get inducted into the hall. Like, yeah, however many people on a roster, you can't really name. Every everybody doesn't make it to the hall of fame. Right is what I'm getting at. But, very prestigious, very very prestigious uh, organization. Yeah. So especially uh, the NFL, like the NBA one is a little bit of a joke. But the NFL is like you really have to be something special to make it in. Who is it? Ty Law, my main man Ed Reed, um, yeah, Champ Bailey, Tony Gonzalez. Good class. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a good class. I remember Ed Reed terrorizing people in Baltimore before the league got soft and you couldn't really hit. And all that helmet-to-helmet contact mess. Ed Reed used to terrorize niggas on that defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. Ty Law and Champ Bailey, too. And Champ Bailey, yeah. Yeah. I think before it's said and done, um, you'll get more players that were memorable for their position in the Hall of Fame. And you said the NBA was a joke in terms of the Hall of Fame. Why? Why do you think the NBA? You think they just let whoever? In? Yeah. So not whoever, but maybe it's not a joke. But because it's it's such a smaller, like you know, it's really only like nine people per you know per team. Half of that is not even, you know, you're not even getting recognized. So it's really only like, I don't know. I guess it's just easier to pluck from an NBA team than it is. Because, you know, in football, you have the offensive side and then you have the defensive side. So it's like a bigger pool that you have to pick from. Um, The NBA is like, all right, two people, you know, two of you guys from (laughs) 
<laughs> two of you guys from this team. It's like, one of you going to get it, and then the other one's not. Like, that's it. Um, so, yeah, it's much easier, I would say. Um, and the way the game is, like, with football, it's not that easy to score. It's not that easy to make an impact on the game. With basketball, it's very, it's like, you dribble the ball up, you can shoot it, or someone shoots it and you block it. So, it's, like, it's very easy to impact the game. So it's a little, it's a lot easier to pick, I would say. What would you rather your career end if you were a uh, athlete with championships or in the Hall of Fame? Like either or, you can't have both. Um, that's hard. Um, if I was in the NBA, I would say championships. If I was in the NFL, I would say Hall of Fame. I think the NFL is more forgiving of not getting a ring because it's so hard, you know what I mean? And the the playoffs is just one game. So it was like you could it could be a bad day and you know, you just got got, you know what I mean? Um but with the NBA it's a long season, it's a long series. Um you can always get back to it. Dynasties are much uh, much more prevalent in the NBA than they are in the NFL. Um so the NFL is more forgiving, like, and people remember you more. I think when you when you're in the Hall of Fame, if you're in the NFL, then you know it's 52 people on the team, so it's like anybody can get a ring. You know what I mean? Um, but when you're in the Hall of Fame, that means that you impacted the game and that you really mattered to your team. And I think that that stands out more as an NFL player than just saying I have a ring. I think a lot of them would tell you that too. I I know I've seen Chris Carter say that. Like he he would rather be in the Hall of Fame than to have a championship. I uh I look at AI wear his Hall of Fame ring wherever he goes, and just see how happy he is to be in a Hall of Fame, and to understand that he's one of those players that have that level of talent and never won a championship, like a Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. and you you. Not feel bad for him, but you like this thing needs a ring. Like somebody put yeah. him on the roster. Any anybody put him put him on the roster. Let him get a ring. Yeah. But I, I I know players like that don't want it the cheap way. Like the closest he came was two thousand one. It didn't happen, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he felt like the rest of his career was a bust because he made it that close. And like you said, like it's easier in basketball because you got so many games. Um going to a best-of-seven series or whatever have you in football, one and done. Mm-hmm. One and done. Um, yeah. Do you think players deserve farewell tours uh, if they don't want to run? Mm. Like for the NBA, you mean? Yeah. I think it depends on your numbers. Um Like Vince Carter, I would think Vince Carter deserves a farewell farewell tour. Like he's meant he's meant a lot to the game. I would say with the dunks and you know bringing that whole dynamic um, back to the league, and you know just like his longevity and his leadership. Like a lot of the young guys uh, admire him and they go to him for advice and things like that. So I think he's deserving of that. That's a great um, person to name because. And I don't know 
you must be on the money. I don't know why you chose Vince, but that's a great person to name for somebody who hasn't won a ring. I agree with you. He should get a farewell tour. Yeah. He's been an upstanding athlete. You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't really been in any trouble. Not that I can recall off the top, like, on the court or off the court. You know, maybe, like, a tussle. But, you know, that happens. It's competitive basketball. So that's to be expected. But, like, nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Like, he's always well-spoken when when you ask his teammates about him, his locker room etiquette. Like, you know. So, yeah, I would say Vince Carter could, could get a, a farewell farewell tour. But mostly you think it's on your numbers, how you impact versus you just being Joe Schmo getting a farewell tour. Yeah, for somebody like like P.J. Tucker, like he's a starter in this league, but okay, really, what have you done? You know what I mean? Like if he decided after this season that he wanted to retire or after next season, like why would he get a farewell tour? You know what I mean? Like you haven't done anything. You haven't won anything. You haven't really moved the needle. Russell Westbrook, I think, should get a farewell tour. He's broken records. Um, he's carried OKC or tried to <laughs> those three years after KD left. Um, he's been great out there in that community and OKC. Uh, everybody loves him, like his teammates. Of course, the competition doesn't because he's just, he's Russ, but that's fine. But yeah, I would, Russ is another guy, I would say. Nice family man. He's never gotten into any shenanigans off the court. Um, yeah, you would have to, right? Averaging think, a triple double three straight seasons. You know what I mean? Like just off of that alone, his basketball. Yeah, just off of that alone, I think if he decided to hang it up next year, um, that's like it sounds like a small feat. Oh, he averaged a triple double, but no, that that's that's not something. Uh, Everybody goes out and does because if they could do it, you would have more people being acclaimed and praised for it. It's very yeah. difficult to average a triple double and I do it for three straight seasons. Um, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not, I was never big on Russ um, because I think him and J.R. Smith have the same basketball IQ. I just think he's exciting to watch. <laughs> but. <laughs> I can't deny. I think he's a little bit higher than Jr. Semantics. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think because um, I think the question was uh, about Melo having a farewell tour, and I'm like, Carmelo Anthony, not he may not have won, but put the numbers like you're saying, put the numbers up. There's nobody in the league outside of LeBron James that can put the numbers up that Carmelo has in however many seasons he's been in the league. Yeah. He may not he may not he may not ever win. But in terms of pure score and ability to post up, shoot the ball, take somebody to the basket, um catch and shoot. And that, that that's not all the fundamentals that say, oh, you should get a farewell tour. But in terms of what he does 
or what he did for the game alongside Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Um, he's ugly. He's ugly, ugly duckling. Yeah. Yeah. So fortunate. But um, yeah. I don't. If for me, I don't know if I would choose the Hall or championship. Uh, I like your argument. Well, if it's the NBA, I would take uh the rings or NFL. I would take the Hall of Fame. I don't know what would mean more to me at the end of the day. Like, if if I felt like I gave my best and my team fell short, um, acknowledge me for the Hall that not everybody gets to. I think I can live with that. Mm-hmm. But nigga, I also want to show off the rings and niggas come to my house. Oh, nigga, you remember that time? Yeah. I mean, that's really why you play sports is to come home with a trophy. So, there's that part of it, too. Would you do a... I don't know if niggas do this, but would you put mock trophies, like, get a trophy case and get mock trophies put in your... Uh, like a little cabinet? No. Absolutely not. Just the rings is all you need? Yeah. You want me to have like a fake Larry O'Brien trophy in my in my, in my case? Yes, why not? Nigga, you want six no. of them? Yeah. No. No. They should make them. Like, make, make enough for everybody on the team. You're getting enough money. Why Dings, not? Digs and mine like Kobe has uh, the actual replica statues hanging up somewhere or championships hanging up somewhere. He looks like he, he looks like to me somebody that would have. Yeah, he's he's narcissistic enough and he's like a huge egomaniac, I'm pretty sure. He has all of his suck my dick stuff <laughs> <laughs> like hanging dead smack for everybody to see. Like <laughs> Put that joint right in the foyer, nigga. Oh, welcome, no. <laughs> for sure. Don't mind this little glass case. We'll keep going. <laughs> Family rooms this definitely way, guys. Kobe. Don't worry about it. Yeah, definitely, Kobe. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh man. Yeah. Um. I wanted to ask you completely off of sports and everything else. Uh, do you have a list of people that have to be in attendance? There's no exceptions. You have to be in attendance for a function, whether it's for you or for your children or for your husband. Um. For my children, um, my husband, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you allow, not do you allow, what's the only time you would let someone off the hook? Those, those people that are non-negotiables, you have to be here. What's the only time they're off the hook? Work or sickness. Like legitimate sickness, not like I don't feel good, but like I'm in the emergency room right now. <laughs> FaceTime your doctor, and I want to know that you are in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Pin your location, like 
tell me. Show me. So you like financial strain wouldn't be like a not financial strain in the oh hey yo, I'm going through some tough times, but like you plan a party, they don't show up because they don't they don't have it to come. But the party was planned. Nah. That don't fly. What if the party wasn't planned and spurred a moment and you're like Yo, come through and they're like, I. Well, if it's, yeah, if it's for the moment, then, you know, of course. Um, But not if it's planned out. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> oh. You have a list? I, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know if I have a list of, oh, you have to be here. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know if I have a list. Uh, I think for my kids, it's different. For me, I'm like, I'm, I, like if you show up, you show up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not stressing it. But maybe I take it for granted that people mm-hmm. just show up for my birthday. Like, like I get surprised. Oh, you're here again. Like you know, my birthday <laughs> this time every year. <laughs> <laughs> I may take for granted. Oh, I may take that for granted, like people like just showing up. So I don't know. I don't know if I have a list of uh, you have to be here, but um, if I was throwing something spare at a moment, I would understand financial strain. But if it's planned out. And you just don't come because you don't yeah, feel like coming. True. Wait till your birthday, and <laughs> I, just, I just don't feel like coming. <laughs> what goes around comes back around. Listen, yeah, that same energy. Oh, same you're energy not coming because what? Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Copy. Gotcha, fam. You the day after your birthday, yo. I'm not gonna make it next year. I got a stomachache. Right. <laughs> the day after. Yo, the day after, like, oh man, I, I really thought I could come, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I'm already sick. I, I, I right now. <laughs> going around. Going around. <laughs> Going around. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it's going around. Oh man. So they say this thing lasts for about a year and then I should probably kick it. <laughs> oh man. Stupid. You got a a show or anything before we let these lovely folks go or anything to throw out before we even get into that um nah. uh, rest in peace to the folks in El Paso Texas and Ohio I can't remember the city I, I don't even have uh, my laptop to queue up yeah me either so happy to be um here. 
Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, Daytona or Dayton, Ohio, one of them. I don't know how to say it. Um, forgive me. Um, but yeah, rest in peace to those people that were massacred by domestic terrorists. I'll go ahead and say domestic terrorists. Um, and prayers up and speedy recovery to those that were injured and fortunate enough to remain on the side of of, of life. And um, yeah, be safe out there. Walmart, whatever, like, just be safe. And um, yeah, so my show is The Boys on Amazon Prime. Hold on, before before you, oh, you got, I shouldn't have let you go first. But before you do that, I just want to write quick. T.I. posted something that said, in 2019, in all the countries, mass shootings, the year What's number two? I bet you number two is like... The six. next close to... Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we'll get into it maybe another time because we're about to head out of here, but like the United States really has a morality issue. Like, and I understand capitalism drives everything, but just like, where are your morals? Just common, decent morals. If there is a weapon out there, if there's something out there that can kill multiple people in 50 seconds, what is so hard about making it illegal? What is so hard about banning assault rifles? When that shooting happened in New Zealand or wherever that was, when that guy ran up in that synagogue and killed all those people, that very next week, very next week, that prime minister announced all assault rifles will be banned nationwide. Like, it's, it's really that simple. And I get it, the NRA is in a lot of pockets. But, yeah, come on. Like, it's time out for that now anyway. Like, that's old politics. Let's move to a new wave. Thoughts and prayers, that, that's fine. But at the end of the day, thoughts and prayers are not keeping these things from happening. And what, is, what was it, 249 mass shootings already? And we haven't even gotten to the fourth quarter of the year? Like, that's insane. The United States has a morality issue, and it's, it's really disgusting, and it's really sad that, you know, people of color have to be targeted, massacred. The rhetoric out here is sick right now. Yeah, you get me? Yeah, yeah. You would say something automatic weapons, you would say. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's, you know, like if there's a weapon out here that can kill multiple people within a minute, then like I don't understand what's so hard about just banning said weapon. Like, okay, you you want to keep your guns because you think it's a revolution coming or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like the Constitution was written almost 300 years ago 
and the framing was very different and time was very different. The context was very different. So it's like, all right, cool. You want to keep your little gun cool, but there's no, there's no reason for an ordinary citizen to have an assault rifle. That's just, to me, that's yeah. just common sense. And when that thing happened overseas in New Zealand or wherever it was, when that man ran up in that synagogue and killed all those people, that very next week, the prime minister announced a nationwide banning on all assault rifles. Like, it's that easy. And I get it, the NRA is in a whole lot of pockets and they're, they're running everything, but that, that's old politics. It's time for a change and it's, it's time for a difference. Like, the rhetoric out here is crazy. Is is like we're really living in the sad times, and you know you just have to pray for peace and and hope you know you just miss it all, you know what I mean? And rest in peace to those people, unfortunately, that lost their lives over nothing. Yeah. And you know it's just it's, it's just sad time. Two hundred and like we're at, we're not even in the fourth quarter of the year. Like this, there's, there's still mad months <laughs> left in the year. And two hundred and what forty nine it was, two forty nine for two thousand nineteen. Like that's so far. Yeah, so far. Like the, it's not even December. So, like, come on. Like, where are your morals? Just common, common decency, morals. Like, just I don't know. I don't know. I, Chris Rock said it in a joke a long time ago, but. The premise, I think, still stands for today. If you charge, let people have the gun. Charge them for the bullets, but put a crazy price on the bullets. I guarantee you, the joke was, people would think twice about shooting somebody because they would have to pay so much money for the bullets. Yeah. The joke, him was, in a joke, he was like, I would shoot you, but I need this money for this. (laughs) Like, I need this money. I can't just waste this bullet. But that kind of makes perfect sense now. You want to have an assault rifle? All right. We're going to charge you $500 a bullet for that assault rifle. Right. That's crazy. You know how many bullets you got to fit? You know how many bullets you got to um, fit in an assault rifle? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot you, of money. You. But if you want to sell your assault rifles in Walmart or these places and not do actual checks to make, like, yeah, the, the whole I got to protect myself and all, and like, my family, I, I understand it, but I don't get it, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, no, perfect sense. Perfect sense. It's just, it, I don't know. I don't see how people don't see it. Like, I understand capitalism drives this entire nation, but really, we're talking about the lives of human beings. Uh, it hasn't what, hit close to home yet. That's why no one's uh, making moves, because they they haven't been affected by it yet. As sad as that is, people only move for stuff like that when it's near and dear to them. Uh, Look at de Blasio now wanting to fire the cop for Eric Garner, but you didn't want to do that before you ran for president? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Politics, it was a nasty game. You said the boys, and this is what I'm transitioning out of that because I don't have the music with me. The boys, which was my show, and I shouldn't have let you go first. Oh man, uh, but you always let me go first. I always go first. I, I should have, should have knew, but you got the boys. Um, I'm gonna go with a 
not oldie but goodie, but oldie and in the last season. And if you if you haven't been paying attention so far, it does a great job of tying everything together. Orange is the new black. Mm. Okay. Final season. I did give as an alternative to Orange is the New Black early on in this podcast, uh, Wentworth. Trash. And if you, nigga, all right. Did you watch all Wentworth? I watched the first few episodes. Uh, yeah, see? Um, I thought about going back to Orange is the New Black. I watched like, I would say three seasons. And I kind of just like fell off the, fell off the wagon. I thought about going back. It was the, the seventh. This is the last season, right? Uh, yeah, season seven, last season. Only time I get reminded to watch it is when it shows up as the first thing on Netflix <laughs> when you go on. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot the show still. <laughs> I saw a few but, people um, talking about it. Like it's very, It was a very emotional season. Uh, they were tying everything together. It started from a book, and I think it became a cultural phenomenon, and they didn't know how to, like, Okay, where do we go from here? Because yeah. clearly, Liddy went to jail. She got out of jail and wrote a book. Now, okay, how do we expound? How do we keep going with the success that we have? So, right. seven seasons. It is a. They do try to tug on a lot of emotions. Um, if you stopped watching it, like season three, there was a lot of up and down seasons where, like, you're just like, all right, my nigga. Yeah, I think that happens. That's just you know. Regular TV stuff. I can't think of a TV show that didn't have like a a dud or two throughout their run. Quick, Sex and the City dud season. Go, go, go. Uh, season five, when she got pregnant, it was like six episodes. It was stupid. It was ridiculous. Yeah, season five. Entourage. Season of Vince's season after Vince was on drugs. You don't want to get it. You don't remember the I don't remember the number. Uh, what kind of entourage fan are you? Um, oh man. Yeah. I'm at I'm at Entourage fan. Yeah. Uh, clearly. Yeah, well, happens. Wow. I can tell. I can tell you that I know that season. I don't know the number, but I know that season. Okay. Season afterwards. Okay. Um, because then it started going into Johnny drama and his music, his career, and Vince getting back <laughs> on a wagon. Season after, the nigga was on drugs, and all of you Entourage fans that are screaming, "Hi, do you not know? You don't know either, nigga." <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> but uh, get your excuses ready for Monday if you have not already. If I get a log of excuses niggas actually use because of this podcast, it would make my day. But uh, submit your excuses. These niggas don't submit nothing. You ask them to do something. Yeah, I really don't, don't do be submitting nothing. anything. I really don't. Someone's got to make a put a. You got to disguise it as a poll under somebody else's name. <laughs> and I'm like I got you, nigga. I got you. 
<laughs> so black people don't be submitting nothing already. Yo, niggas <laughs> don't submit nothing. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm one of the non RSVP people. I'm like, RSVP and somebody you know hit me this weekend like, like uh, oh yeah, the the event is coming up in a couple of weeks. You, know, I was like, you know, I don't know, like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. If we can be honest with ourselves, we're maybe ninety percent of the way until the day before the event, and you're like, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Never fully one hundred percent committed. No. No, eighty percent of the time you're eh, unless it's a wedding. Like a wedding, you'll know yes or no. Anything else is like yeah, maybe. If it's raining, forget it. (laughs) Things is not going outside in the rain. Yeah, a wedding I have to go because you're paying for my plate. Right, a wedding is you're kind of strong arming me to go now because you're paying for my plate. Let me just maybe it for eighty percent of the time, and either use my kids or somebody else as an excuse. <laughs> if I choose the day before, that I can't show up. But whatever, get your excuses ready. That's all I have. You niggas have a great weekend. Oh, yes, sir.